Hey Maddie, what books have you been reading lately? I need a recommendation. I just finished a book titled The Adventures of a Girl Called Bicycle. It was so good. That's cool. Who is it written by? Her name is Christina Us. I'll have to try that. So what do you all think of Christina Us's Adventures of a Girl Called Bicycle? It was a really good book. It was really funny, and it made me want to keep reading more. The book had tons of mysteries, and it was really intriguing. The book is really fun to read, and it's really entertaining. Christina Us is an up-and-coming children's book author. This year, our grade read her first book, The Adventures of a Girl Called Bicycle. We were fortunate enough to get her to come to our school. She gave a presentation telling us two stories from each state she rode through, and she went on a bike ride with some of us. Then, she went to our local bookstore to sign books, give a presentation, and make a podcast with the 141 Podcasters. And I just bet it's going to work out. What do you think? <laughs> Sounds good. You guys know how to begin. Um, hello, everybody. Um, today is a very special episode of this podcast um, because we have a very, very special guest. It is Christina Us, and she is an amazing author. She has written one book so far as of the release of this podcast, which is called The Adventures of a Girl Called Bicycle. It's a really awesome book. I actually just started rereading it, and it's really great. Thank you. Thanks for coming here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to get interviewed by you readers. This is terrific. Um, just going to ask you a few questions. Um, at the beginning of the year, um, all of us had re have read this book, and just so you know, this podcast will make a lot more sense if you have read the book. So if you want to pause it now and just take that as a warning, there could be spoilers. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, where did you come up with the overall inspiration for the book? So the original way back when inspiration was the fact that um, it's a story of a 12-year-old girl who decides she's going to ride her bicycle across the United States. And when I was not 12, when I was 22, I got a chance to ride my bicycle across the United States. And at the time, I kept a journal of everything that happened because it was amazing. And I saw these things I'd never seen before, and I got to go to all these places I'd never been. But I didn't think I'd write a book until many years later. I was at the library taking out some books to read, and they were all books written for 11-year-olds. And my husband said, oh, you and your children's books, you're going to write one of those children's books. And I said, oh, yeah, what am I going to write? What's it going to be called? And he said, it'll be called The Adventures of a Girl Called Bicycle. And I freaked out because I really wanted to write that book so I could then read that book. And that is where it began. Where did you come up? with a lot of the characters? Where did you draw inspiration for some of the more main characters? Some of the main characters, well, Bicycle, of course, it centers around her, she's my main character. And as soon as I knew she was a girl called Bicycle, I knew she was unusual. I knew she was born to ride a bike, like it was gonna be her favorite thing. And I also knew she was a really quiet, kind of person who'd be really happy just being alone and barely talking to anybody. She'd like to read, she'd like to just ride her bike. And these two things I knew about her, um, just like they just were part of who she was. 
uh, and people say, are you like, is it modeled after you? I'm like, oh, she is so much tougher and stronger and a way better bicyclist than I am. And I love how she's just like, I'm going to go do this now. And she just does it. So she just, she was the heart and she came all by herself. And most of the other characters, I felt like I kind of opened myself up to the universe of inspiration. And I said like, okay, she's growing up somewhere without her mom, mom and dad. I don't know why, but that she is. Who does she live with? And the universe of characters said to me, she lives with someone called Sister Wanda, who's a nearly silent nun. And I said, okay, whatever that is, I'm going to write that. And so this, just these little snippets would come to me and then I would have to flesh out the character. Um, so it's almost like I don't take credit for those characters. They just sort of like appeared above my head and were like, can I be in your book? I was like, yeah. So that's where they came from. <laughs> you have rode across the United States once lengthwise and once widthwise. What, what was that like? Oh yeah, we could talk for so long about that. When I rode widthwise going from Washington DC over to uh, California, I changed my life. I had never ridden my bike further than like the local ice cream store. I had no idea what I was getting into. And I had some moments there where I was really miserable. It was so hard. I was so tired. And, but it changed my life. That ride, nothing in my life would be the same if I hadn't done that ride. I got to meet people and see things I never would have seen otherwise. And I never would have written this book otherwise. And the funny thing is, it changed my life so much. After I did that ride, I was uh, in graduate school. I was going to be a teacher. And instead, I dropped out of school and became a bicycle tour guide. And I took people biking on adventures all around the country. And then from that, I started writing about it. And from writing about that, I started writing books. And we find ourselves here today. <laughs> and that went, also made me take the other trip that I took from Canada to Mexico down the West Coast. I had a friend who was a tour guide and the two of us finished tour guiding season because we didn't do it in the winter. And she said, I have nowhere to go and I don't have a job. I said, me either. She said, how about we ride from Vancouver to Tijuana? I said, sounds good. So the two of us just rode down there uh, by ourselves and we had an amazing trip. How did you get the idea for Griffin? <gasps> Griffin. So Griffin is a ghost that my character meets on her first night away from home. And what happened with Griffin appearing was as soon as my character got to this place, uh, which was Manassas, Virginia, the site of a civil war battle, which is the same place I stayed my first night when I was biking across the country. I thought, oh, she's going to sleep at the civil war battle site. That's where she's going to sleep. And I was like, oh, she's going to meet a civil war ghost. And I thought, well, what's he going to be like? I'm like, well, of course he's going to be friendly and awesome. And I'm like, oh, no, he's so friendly. He wants to go with her. She's not going to like that but she'll be polite and she'll let him come. And Griffin is probably my second favorite character. Bicycle's my super favorite, but he is so impossible not to like. He's just so friendly and sort of like everything Bicycle says, like, we're gonna do this. He's like, okay, yeah, sure. I totally believe in you. Whatever you say you're gonna do, we're gonna do. Uh, so I was just so happy he showed up. How did you get the idea for coming in your mind for the Mostly Silent Monastery? Yes, the mostly silent monastery. Someday that needs to really exist in real life. It came from the fact I knew my character was really a quiet, introverted person. And I wanted her to be growing up somewhere that she was very comfortable. So it had to be quiet and a place where people don't talk a lot. 
And I thought maybe she's growing up in like a silent monastery because I'd actually visited a place where people uh, didn't speak. Um, it was like you could go there on a retreat and they would only speak like at mealtimes and only when they were doing like different religious things. And I thought, ooh, she could grow up there. I'm like, but wait a minute, if my characters don't talk, this is going to be the most boring book in the world. So I decided they weren't completely silent. They were only mostly silent. And then I had to ask my characters, I'm like, what does mostly silent mean? And they're like, we only say eight words. I'm like, okay, what are those eight words? And you'll have to read the book to see what they are. How long did it take to write and publish the book? Ooh, that's such a good question. <laughs> to write the book took about six months that I just sat and wrote and then I edited it myself. And I thought, this is a good book. Like, I'm going to send this out to publishers and somebody's going to come and say, yes, here's a million dollars. We're going to publish your book. And I got, I sent it out to 10 publishers and I had 10 publishers say no. And that was like being stabbed in the heart with forks. And I said, wow, this hurts so much. I don't think I want to send it out anymore. I don't think I'm going to try to get it published. So I put it away in a drawer. You're not going to believe this. For 10 years. 10 mm. years. I just was like, I give up. I know. Let that sink in. Don't do this at home. Never give up for 10 years. But then I had kids. And we were reading books together. And I was reading with them. And I'm like, that book I wrote? It's not terrible. Like, I think other kids would like it. My kids liked it. And I thought, I'm going to try again. And this time, I'm not going to stop after 10 no's. I'm never going to stop. I'm going to keep sending it until someone said yes. And so 10 years and a year later, I had an agent who was a person who helps you get it to a publisher. And 10 years and two years later, so 12 years, <laughs> I had a publisher who was crazy about the book. My editor was like, oh, I love this book so much and everybody's going to love it and I love it. And I was like, oh, I wish I'd met you 10 years ago. <laughs> so it's like writing the book didn't take that long, but getting a publisher took a very long time. When did you start writing? Like just writing at all? Yeah. Yes. I started when I was in school like you guys. We had a creative writing teacher in, I think, sixth grade. And I loved writing. In fact, before we even had creative writing class, I would write little stories for my friends and like pass them to them in class and we'd get in trouble because they'd be laughing. Um, so I have always loved writing, but it never occurred to me I could do it as like a job that someone would pay me to do. So when this book came out and I saw some of my friends from high school that we'd been together forever, they're like, it's about time. We all knew you'd grow up to be a writer. I'm like, why didn't anyone tell me? <laughs> I thought I had to have like a, a real job. So they're like, yeah, you should have just done this right as soon as you hit the ground. Um, what's your favorite memory that includes bikes? <gasps> my favorite memory that includes bikes. Oh, there's so many good ones. It's hard to believe. I think probably like the most proud memory I have is riding up the Rocky Mountains. When we got to the Rocky Mountains on this bike trip that we took, um, I was really slow. I was the person at the way back that everybody was like, are you coming, Christina? But by the time we got to Colorado, I was at least keeping up. And I thought, I'm ready now. I have been riding for 2,500 miles and I haven't died, and I'm gonna do this. And we all had to climb up. We took the entire day to go up the mountain. And when we got to the top, and I held my bike over my head, and at no point did I walk my bike. I rode up the entire side of the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> uh, that is such a great memory for me that we all stood at the top and said, we did it. What was it like when you were writing your book? Did it 
feel like exciting or were you connecting back to moments on your own trip? The original writing of it, it felt very flowy. Like it was super fun. Um, I highly recommend it, writing a fiction book, because you really can get to any point and say, now I think she finds a pie restaurant. And you can really just kind of do whatever is sort of occurring to you. And the um, then when I was getting to certain points that I wanted to make sure I was remembering it right, I'd go back to my journal and reread it. And that would really kind of put me in the mood of like, oh, yes, when I crossed the Mississippi River, this is what this was like. But it was super duper fun, which I can't say that about a ton of jobs, that it was crazy fun every time I sat down to write, but it was. Are any of the characters or places in your book real? <gasps> so many of them are real. Yes. So of course, like all the states that I mentioned are real. Almost all the, the places that I name, um, for example, okay, I can't think of any right off the top of my head, but if I name a place, it's almost definitely a place you can find on a map and visit yourself. So I'll use the example of when I crossed the Rocky Mountains, bicycle goes over something called Wolf Creek Pass. That's a real place. In fact, I had uh, a person who was reading this book and they were going to Wolf Creek Pass like the week after they read the book. And they're like, oh, it's a real place. I'm like, yes, it is a real place. Go bring my book there so I can see it. Uh, so I encourage anybody who reads the book to do a little research whenever they find a place named in my book to see if it's real. And uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, uh, but there is a character, one character that you're not going to believe is real that she meets who is crazy super nice to her and gives her something great to eat, who's a real person that you can meet if you bike across the country. But you have to read the book. She's in the, the chapter on Virginia. And I think we've come to the end of our questioning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much for being here. Thank you so much for reading my book. I love you guys. It was so much fun reading your book because you just are filled with excitement and questions. <gasps> yes. And you never so, know what's around the next corner, right? It sort of gave me, like, like I often just, like, read fantasy books. Like, a lot of times, like, just the title name sort of gives off it's, like, fantasy mm -hmm. or not. And so, um, like, this book sort of, like, changes my view to that, because it's, like, I wouldn't usually, like, pick this off a shelf and read it. Right, because like, it's I might, it like, like, look at it, but then story. I wouldn't, like, read it. I'm glad that it got... So how did you end up actually reading it? Was it that your teacher um, said, we're Our teacher um, wanted to read it, so he read it to the whole class. <laughs> Yay for teachers! <laughs> yep, it's it's true. It's like you don't know what you're gonna get when you pick up this book, which is kind of what I wanted people to mm -hmm. feel when they saw the cover and they heard the title, like, what is this book about? Why are there pigs on the cover? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely... Uh, some A person reviewed it who loved it, and she said, this is not a normal book, and thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I think that really sums up the book. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We had so much fun, and I hope that so many other others of you who are listening to us and haven't heard this, heard of this book or read this book yet are inspired to go read it because it is amazing, or to go and write your own book. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, don't give up for 10 years. Keep writing. <laughs> <laughs> Take it from her, not me. <laughs> mm. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we'd like to give a big thanks to Christina Us, Lily Z, Rome, and Kyla. 
Remember to wear a bow tie and ride bikes.